Hi there, and welcome back to the said podcast, where we discuss important social issues and share informative news and give advice on how to be a good ally. I'm your host, Uma, and today we'll be having an intersectional discussion about the violence women and gender nonconforming people face. We are joined by our guests. Tamsin. Um, I'm, oh. I'm, <laughs> I'm 17. Um, I go by she, her. Um, I'm from Britain, and I'm white. Um, hi, I'm Emily. I am 16. Uh, I'm also white uh, from the UK and Italy, but I've lived most of my life in the US. Um, and uh, uh, yes, I'm a representative coach, which is basically the committee in the school that focuses on issues of gender equality in the school and also raises awareness for issues that affect women around the world. Okay, that's great. So um, we are having this discussion in light of um, November 25th, which is the Day of Remembrance and uh, it's highlighting the elimination of violence against women. Um, World Health Organization and the United Nations um, created this day to shed light on the violence that many women face, domestic abuse or, you know, just everyday um, inequality they face. And so I thought it would be a good chance to discuss this and with two people who are very passionate about gender equality and see just how far we've come as a society. So, what was that, Tom? <laughs> Did you say something? No. <laughs> it's okay, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's fine. I um, saw the first question, I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> that's okay, you know, this is a this is a time to be, you know, you know, if you want to be controversial, go ahead, you know. <laughs> this is this is a safe space we want to hear as many perspectives as possible. So like you said, the first question, you know, it has a lot of a lot of heat audience, a lot of people have different views mm-hmm. on what it means. And so that question is what is the definition of feminism and how would you define it? I mean, if I start, I would say feminism is just fighting for the equality between men and women and all genders. Um, because I think, obviously, it's called feminism and it highlights the females because, and obviously other genders because those are the ones that have been historically the most oppressed. Um, and so that's why it centres around females. But I think the ultimate goal, at least in my opinion, would be that all genders are treated equally and given the same respect and opportunity in life. I would also, I would agree with that definition as well. And I think also feminism is also about choice and having that ability, that freedom to choose. Because I think oftentimes, you know, um, we don't, you know, we don't have that freedom. So, yeah. And why do you think it's important to have this day of significance? Um, because this is the, obviously violence against women is is something that affects women all around the world, but also like transgender women, and um, uh, you know, I've read a statistic that one in three women experience violence in their lifetime, and you know, it's something that affects so many of us, and uh, yeah, it's important. Yeah, and I think also, I mean, sometimes people can argue like, oh, what is the significance of having these days for everything but ultimately if it's a day that brings the, people's attention to the topic um just like even bringing attention to a subject is uh valuable so i think it's just important to start the conversation because that's what is often required so like i said before um it was created by the nun to help battle this issue do you think 
having the staff significance, you know, does it help? Yeah, um, yeah, I would say for sure because, um, you know, I feel like the first step in being able to address these issues and, you know, help solve these issues is by raising awareness and simply making people aware of, of the issue. And so the fact that they, the UN has this day means that they're raising awareness. Yeah, exactly. I think it doesn't, unfortunately, it doesn't prevent violence against women, but it raises awareness, which then in turn can hopefully lead to more actions and maybe over time change beliefs and actions so that this violence against women and um, all people of all genders is limited. Yeah, and um, moving on to like how, you know, just first step forward, you know, many people considered, you know, in 1920, when women got the right to vote in the Western world for the first time, that was a step forward. Do you think we have come far from that since? I think, I mean, we've come so far. I mean, I think that, um, well, I mean, there's just been the first female vice president of the United States, Kamala Harris. Um, fortunately, not president yet, but hopefully soon. And um, so women are seeing increased roles in leadership. And then also, I just think now the awareness of um, having like a balanced board of a company or just putting women into high, roles of higher power and leadership is definitely people are more conscious of that however I definitely think there's still a way to go um, it's like far from completely solved but I think definitely great strides have been made um, I would I would also agree with that and I would say it also kind of depends on where in the world because you still obviously have a lot of countries where um, you know, because of culture or religion or whatever it is that women don't have the same opportunities. And, you know, in the Western world, yes, maybe we have come a lot further, but in other countries, you know, you still have very traditional gender roles. Yeah. And you say there's a lot of work that needs to be done. And, and like you said, it was in the rest of the world. Like, so, you know, that is true. And we have to remain conscious that it's not only the Western world that's you know, mm-hmm. feminine, feminism is needed. Um, so um, often in the Western world, when we talk about feminism or which feminism is about in the front, up front, is often it's about, it often um, disregards women of color, queer people, trans and gender non-conforming people, disabled and neurodivergent women. So, I mean, you know, that's, that's not very intersectional or inclusive. So um, what do... Now I'm speaking to you because I'm assuming you all both are cisgender straight women. You know, what what does feminism need to do to be more inclusive? I mean, I think, like, firstly, it's like the world is still adapting. I mean, I think a lot of these terms, just in terms of our society and, like, neurodivergent, I mean, gender non-conforming, like, people are still not coming to terms with that. Well, some people are, and it's just becoming more used to the fact that yes this is like how people identify and this is regular more regular than you think so i think just like with the increased acceptance of of this vocabulary and this um like the fact that this exists in society this will improve it i think because like for me now i just even i like wouldn't automatically think about these groups just because i don't identify with them obviously and it's um so I think it's just like as the conversation moves on and this hopefully progresses to becoming more accepted in society, then I think that will help for people to be more holistic when they talk about feminism in terms of all the groups that it affects. 
I would also say it's incredibly important that you start conversations, you know, not just with like white, cisgender, straight women, but also maybe your friends who identify with other communities and have very open conversations because I know personally I have. And, you know, it's like, it's very different because every single woman, you know, based on other, you know, background and everything, you're going to have such different experiences. And so if you want to work to being more intersectional, I mean, yeah, listen to people. Um, also, you know, involve them in the conversation, like in, you know, bigger discussions. Um, make sure that their voices are heard. I know that particularly in, in the COP26 that just happened, there were a lot of um, women who came from, you know, poorer backgrounds who were very much affected by climate change, came and protested and, um, you know, things like that. Just, you know, seeing people <laughs> is super important, yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's some really good advice for our listeners to um, hear and, you know, makes perfect sense. Um, you know, often when people, when we talk about feminists, oftentimes people get this idea of the radical feminists, you know, the very much kill all men, um, men are trash, <laughs> females are the superior ones, and often they tend to be also toughs. They tend to exclude trans women or you know, gender non-conforming people. So, I mean, how do you deal with this radical part of fem- the feminist movement? And, you know, is it fair for the entire feminist movement to be criticized? Uh, well, I definitely don't think it's fair. Um, and I think w- oftentimes in society, we're very much set up as like, it's men versus women or like, you know, and it's, it's, not, it's not very healthy either way. You don't want to have like excess in either direction. Like you don't want to have a matriarchy but you also don't want to have a patriarchy as well so Mm -hmm. I think that that you need to build um you know people who have those kind of opinions that like killer men they're all stupid I hate them all like what is wrong with them you know you need to have conversations with those people and say hey it's not this is not a competition you know the point is to just get you know equal representation equal um, equality equal opportunities to to men yeah yeah I agree. I mean, I think, well, I know Gracie wrote a really cool article about this. Shout out Gracie on the said website. Um, and because I remember there was even a time when I heard about feminism and then it was portrayed in such a negative way. And I was younger and I was like, oh, I don't, I, I won't call myself a feminist then, you know, I don't want people to think of me like that. Which is so unfortunate because we need people to be feminists. I mean, I think ultimately everyone should be a feminist. Um, and yeah, I think it's just trying to identify with the there's no correct message of feminism but it's like the message basically what it means to you and so we define that at the beginning as like making it equal not saying females are any superior to males and I think also just implying that in terms of sexism in general that you're also sensitive to the potential issues men face like the issues of toxic masculinity and like men not being able to express their emotions because I think that's also extremely concerning and that's something that needs to be fixed so it's yeah, I think it's just being aware of it's not just one issue and how it affects everyone. Yeah, uh, I just want to elaborate on, like, you know, how you said that even the patriarchy affects men mm. because in a lot of times um, the patriarchy being a negative thing for men, it gets pushed under the rug as well. Yeah, mm, no, definitely. I think it's I, I think it's just weird, like, as I get older and I realise more about it, I think you can, like, you can see it in certain situations, like with friends, family, and it's it's really interesting to see how we've developed, we've evolved and like just, yeah, I guess 
men and emotions <laughs> it's it's quite fascinating but um yeah <laughs> well I also think you have to remember that a lot of like stereotypes about women are just the opposite yeah for men mm-hmm. <laughs> and um neither are neither are helpful at all yeah I mean I have I have a brother and you know obviously like I worry about him growing up in that kind of toxic masculinity mm. environment where he feels like he can't show his emotions and I try and like make sure that he knows that you know you can do that that that's okay and you can't you know <laughs> it's it's you know it's okay mm, yeah <laughs> no, yeah it's definitely okay for everybody to have emotions and yeah so that's a valid point and then um, I wanted to draw back on something you said um before when you were talking about like how people how women say like kill all men and like all um men are trash I mean I know um this is like for the younger people but at one point kill all men was trending on tiktok and that whole it was i wouldn't call it satire but that humor behind it and a lot of men got offended by it and said that what? oh <laughs> why <would> they? <laughs> they said you know it was double standards that that was sexism and if they told a woman to go and if they t- said the same things to about a woman that they would get into trouble so do you think it's sex is that is that possible is it sexism is it double standards I mean, I th- I think I could see that honestly. Like, if I think if you've got a a woman a woman, um, posting online and she says like kill all men, and then a man says kill woman, you know, I can see the man would get considerably more hate. Yeah. He'd be like called an incel, and you know, it would be like heavily criticized. Whereas the woman, you know, her friends might be like, ah, that's so funny. Like, yes, or you know, and people would see it as more of a joke. So I do think it's un, sorry, that's unfair in that situation. Yeah, I can. I can see how there's not a balance there. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not personally on TikTok, so I have no idea. Yeah, neither am I. <laughs> oh, but I okay. just no idea this had happened. No, but... it was trending. It was trending like a year ago. It's not that recent, mm. but it's like this whole. Um, it's like more of a humorous plot. Like, oh, haha, kill all men, and like majority of the women, they were joking. Well, they said they were joking, and it was more used to like. It was used to more used to make fun of men yeah. and like how men sometimes weren't the greatest to them. So, yeah. And then it blew out of proportions a lot. Mm. I think men were like... Men overreact when they get attacked, which is normal for mm. human beings. So that's so that's why I just wanted to talk about it, see what your views were on it. So. Yeah. I mean, do you think it's okay to use that type of humor? I mean, uh, I, I would say it's a little bit dangerous because you're, you're that again kind of pulls in that again ties into that idea of radical feminism you don't want your entire idea of the feminist movement be you know like kill all men like that that's really dangerous and toxic so yeah i think I'm, okay sorry, sorry sorry i think the principle obviously of you know as you said i think that they originally wanted to um showcase maybe uh you know discrimination they had faced um and I think that's important, but you have to be you have to be very careful with the way that you approach that. Mm. I think it's also um, like jokes in this context. I mean, like sexist jokes. Like I, for one, like I sometimes I make them with my friends, but I think it all depends on. It's such a tricky topic, but it all depends on context. As they were saying in English, you know, context of reception, um, and like who the people are that are receiving this. I think when you're putting things online and it's in a public domain where you know, people who have never met you are interacting with this, they don't know your intentions, you as a person, that's where it can definitely present some issues. But I think 
then it's definitely a lot harder to draw the line when it's maybe in person and it's among friends. And it can still be damaging because obviously if we're making these jokes, then we're reinforcing this. But I do think that in the cases where I've seen these jokes made, it's, you know, the people that are making them, ultimately they do support women's rights and they do they do believe in them. Okay, you know. <laughs> yeah, <obviously>, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, moving on a little bit, you know, every day, you know, it's very it's not an easy world to be a woman. And, and, you know, um, you know, you get up every day and you see more news of women attacked or femicides happening around the world. And you see protests about it. Like, recently there was a protest in Mexico mm-hmm. on the Day of the Dead, but it was called something else. I think it was called Women of the Dead. Mm-hmm. And so, um, because they were protesting the femicide, the huge rates of femicide mm-hmm. in Mexico because of the pandemic, but also just in general because of the mindset. And so, like, how do you go about your day and, like, deal with that heavy negativity and, like, that constantly looking in the back? And how do you stay hopeful for the future? <laughs> that I mean, if you have kids or, you know, if your family will see a better light, so yeah. to put it. I, I think for me, I, I, there are times, obviously, when I get really down about it. But I think you have to remember that at least it's being reported. At least you know about it. You know, it could just be covered under the wraps and you have to believe that by, you know, women standing up for themselves, that we are going to get somewhere. And I think you just kind of have to remember that, even if it's really, really depressing. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think I agree. It's like the, there are glimmers of hope, you know, in people's actions. I mean, I think that, um, yeah, the, the way women can, I mean, just violence against women and then things like sexual assault that they experience and like from my own personal experiences that's definitely something that's been on my mind and it's quite like worrying and scary sometimes but I think that then when you remember sometimes the power you have and also when you have like positive interactions with men and um and you see um like there are those who truly support it and there are people who are recognizing this is wrong and they're trying to change it as Amelie said yeah that's really that gives you hope yeah okay um i think we're gonna wrap it up now um so just want you want to give any least little bits of advice last piece of advice to um you know to cis straight men on how they could possibly be allies to you know the feminist movement and you know what little things they could do to help make the world a better place so to put it i think as i said before um you know listening is super important i mean first thing reach out to your your female friends say hey like have a discussion about it because i think if you just don't know about it then you can't really do much about it (laughs) so i think that's always that's that would be my advice you know do your research as well you know um yeah that's what i would say and i think i would say in the context of like maybe violence against women and things like that it's just being aware that, yeah, as you say, like, that they're not afraid to talk to people about these things, bring these things up. I think also just, like, you're not um, weak or you're not, like, girly if you, you know, bring this up. You're not, like, a soft guy. This is, like, as a girl, as a cisgender, like, straight woman, I would be, I would think it's even more, like, 
this is maybe toxic to say, but like manly or just like respectful and uh, admirable. Yeah. yeah, not manly. Forget I said that. Um, <laughs> to to bring this up because it shows maturity and it shows respect, which you know it's not very common in men all that time. Okay. Um. Any last comments? No. No, I don't. It's so. been a very, I think, good discussion. So thank you for coming. Um. To any of the listeners, if you do need help or you're in a situation where you are facing violence, and if you're living in Switzerland, be sure to call the number 143. They can help you out. Um, so that's a wrap. Um, be sure to check out our website. You know, um, We have very good resources on there. It's um, www.saidcommittee.com. We can, you can check out our Instagram, at the said committee. And if you have any questions or comments, um, DM us or drop us an email at thesaid.committee at gmail.com. So we hope you have a great rest of your day and uh, see you in the next podcast. Bye. 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 <laughs>